What's up, people? Sports Debate Tuesday. Had a big weekend. We're going to talk all about it. Me and this man, Rob McLean. Episode starts right now. Damn, even the intro, even the intro was low energy. You know how the intro has like that big volume and you got to take your headphones off? You know, well, we got a lot to talk about. I'm going to make it fucking make it through this shit, dude. I'm going to make it through this. I'm good. I'm good. All right. We got the UFC 270. We got uh, a shitload of football this weekend. Um, I really, really love the way the UFC delivered again. Um, And we got a topic one, but I I guess let me just get this off my chest. Um, (sighs) Due to a technicality called the score, (laughs) my Buffalo Bills lost in overtime to Patrick Mahomes and... Uh, um, you, as you can see by this hat, unlike some fans, I don't, I don't leave. I'm, I'm, this is my team. I stand by my team, and I speak for Justin Stack and like so many of my Buffalo Bills brethren that we, we don't feel like this is like our only shot. We got a young team, you know. what I'm saying this is this is not the loss that crushes us. This is the loss that makes us stronger. You know, it's and there's there's some teams that are like that. And between you and me, we but we were talking about it before the podcast that. Um, there were enough hiccups during the regular season that made you think that you, you, if they don't win, it's not like this big end of the world thing. It's just, it's just the, the drama and how it ended. And I'm just fed up this whole weekend about everybody talking about what an exciting match we got. See, I get this noggin on my nip trying to hide this damn fever blister behind a pop filter. But, but, but since, but since I don't give a damn, here it is. Boom. There it is. Have fun with me. Have fun with me all day with my goddamn team. All right. We're going to talk about the Buffalo Bills later. First of all, how are you? I'm well, I'm well. All right, good. I'm going to hit the reset button along with my man, Rob. Keep it McLean. McLean, I am Jason DeBayas and here we go with topic one. A lot of good games this weekend, brother. There's mm-hmm. some good NBA, but everything, even the UFC with the he- the lightest and heavyweight classes, heaviest weight classes, everything got overshadowed by by these four spectacular games. Three of them ended with walk off field goals. Um, one ended in overtime, which was an expect a spectacular game from um, Bell to Bell. We were talking about the Chiefs and the Bills, right? Uh, three out of the four teams, uh, the home team lost. You know, and some were considered heavier favorites than most. So the first. Uh, our first subject matter, Rob, I'll put the question to you because I talked enough. We're already three minutes in, for Christ's sakes. Which one of these games did you consider a bigger a bigger upset? Was it the Bengals over the Titans, who was the one seed? Or was it the 49ers over the Green Bay Packers? <clears throat> yeah, I mean... uh I think the bigger upset, I mean, the more surprising one is the Bengals, just because, you know, the one, it was a low scoring game, you know, they're known more for their offense and, you know, two, they beat a very seasoned uh, team that had Derrick Henry come back. I I, I just think uh, the Bengals have the chance, have a chance to, you know, do big things. So um, I definitely believe that's the bigger upset. Um, But, 
you know, the San Francisco 49ers took out one of the Super Bowl contenders, you know, um, that's huge. I just don't think, and I, you know, I'm victim to that as well. I don't think that San Francisco was as bad and as bad off as we expected them or thought they were, you know, and they're just doing the, the quiet Northeast, uh, Northwestern, uh, you know, run and, and march to a, uh, to a championship. So I think they're, well on the way to a championship or at least a, you know, a, a berth in the Super Bowl. Um, but a huge upset by the um, Cincinnati Bengals with Derrick Henry back. And I mean, their defense showed up, you know, it's huge. I got to go with, um, I mean, it's fun to have a debate and disagree for, uh, um, because we really disagree. Or some, uh, it's really fun to disagree for its own sake, but um, let me give some mic. That's better. Um, I got to go with you. I got to go with the Green Bay Packers on this. If you told me in the, if they were in a scenario where Green Bay has a week's rest with, with, with really, really good coaching, Matt, Matt LaFleur, um, with a guy who's probably going to be MVP again, right? 13 games. So if you told me that that team with a, a week's rest playing at home, and what we read, uh, which bring and a place which brings new meaning to a football frozen tundra, not new meaning, old meaning, old school meaning. Devonte Adams, Rogers going against the San Francisco 49ers, who a week ago just looked happy to be there, right? If someone bet their house, Green Bay would have won. I mean, I'd be like, "Yep, that dude's probably gonna wind up with two houses," and as fate would have it, he wound up with none. <laughs> because here we go, once again. Mike Shanahan uh, um, knew his limitations, played to his limitations, and maximized the the potential of the wide, of the people that he knows produces the most. Debo Samuel is a wide receiver, but you know what? He's got talent. He's gonna run too, and it showed at the end of the game. Third, third, and um, seven. He those nine yards ended up hopping off the field, unselfishly hopping off the field, knowing that there would have to be a ten second runoff or a timeout if he stayed on the field feeling sorry for his leg. So not only is he an MVP, not only is he a highly capable, all-around, talented, elite athlete, not only is he among one of the best NFL wide receivers and now running back, but he's also a team player. It impressed the living hell out of me watching this guy uh, um, do what he did and also be aware of the situation, uh, of the game. And ask us what we won, Johnny. I believe it's Gould, right? Was that Robbie Gould? Field goal, mm-hmm. uh, um, walk-off field goal, upsetting the best team in the NFL with the MVP. Now, as far as who's the blame is on this, because there's a question one and one A about on this. Um, I think Rodgers is running out of people's people to blame. I think he's running out of people to blame. Okay, sure. They play really good defense. Sure, the defense held uh, San Francisco to pretty much almost no points, just a few field goals, right? The touchdown. What they what they failed to do is was take care of special teams, right? If you San Francisco, one of those touchdowns was a blocked field goal, and in fact, the last play of the game, the walk off field goal. Green Bay only had ten men on the field, so even if he misses the field goal. They they move five yards closer and the second chance. So I understand that special teams was the gift that keeps on giving. But if you're trying to tell me that Aaron Rodgers, with a week's rest, 
with good coaching, with talented wide receivers, with a, with a, with a running back that, that can now catch and throw because Aaron Jones, I got the numbers right here. He has a 20, 129 yards receiving himself. So, But you're trying to tell me the best that Green Bay can come up with is 10 points? Got to go with yeah, the quarterback on I mean. this one. Got to go with the quarterback I, on this one. I, I agree. No, I definitely think that uh, it's a huge upset, but I just think that the magnitude of what – Cincinnati could become now, you know, with a major playoff win like this, you know, it's almost transformative, you know, um, <clears throat> they don't even have all the, the, their pieces in place, you know, so this is huge for them, uh, not just in the short term, but in the long term. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely believe that Green Bay was expecting to win this game. Um, but the, the thing that I always came across when I was thinking about this game is there are so many ways, and this is the same thing with the fight, you know, this, 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 this weekend, there's so many ways for San Francisco to win this game. And there's really only one way for green Bay to win, you know, and you've seen that at the end of games every time. And that's with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron, Aaron, uh, Aaron Jones is going to get his Devonte Adams going to get his, you know, AJ Dillon's going to get his, but you know, at the end of the day, he's got to put the ball in the hands of a guy who's going to put it in the end zone. You know, he's got to make that happen. That's why, as amazing as it is to be the best quarterback in the world, you still have to go out every week and prove it and put it in their hands. So, no, he didn't have a bad game, 20 for 29, 225 yards, no touchdowns. But the but no, no touchdowns picks. is the big deal. No yeah. picks, no touchdowns, though. You know, so that's a very conservative game. Whether it was, you know, he was getting rushed a lot, which he was, you know, but that's the nature of the beast. You know, that's why you're the man. That's why you're getting paid that money. So, you know, at the end of the day, I hadn't heard him talking about his offensive line not performing well. You know, I hadn't heard about his pass protection being terrible. So, uh, you know, this has got to be on him. And, uh, yeah, he kind of stunk. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad we finally agree with that because there's so many people out there that every time this guy wins, it's not. They forget Aaron Jones like rushed for like 125 yards. They forget that yep. Devontae Adams made these spectacular end zone catches, these circus catches, or or catch a five yard slant and make it into like a 60 yard scamper, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and and I'm not saying Aaron Rodgers is not to be celebrated. He is to be celebrated. He was he's the deserving hands down MVP. Even though Tom Brady, like Pro Football Focus, said Tom Brady Tom Brady should be up, but but for me. The for regular season when it was time for him to deliver against really really good teams he's he's done that you know and the only games he's lost he's lost one in the beginning and, he, and there was a game they lost he didn't even play so but so I have no problem revering this man's greatness but it's very much like certain politicians you you celebrate this person until something goes wrong then that's then that's somebody else's fault and I'm like Stephen A. Smith. I really wish he would just shut the fuck up about Matt Lefleur. Matt Lefleur. Matt Lefleur. It's his fault. Matt Lefleur. Matt Lefleur. No, if it's Rogers and uh, and Devontae, if it's Rogers and the defense, and it's Rogers and is this guy, and it's Rogers and is that guy, and it's Rogers and is that person. What, at what point do we start asking ourselves, is the playoff problem Rogers? Right. I mean, did Rogers have the same problem with McCarthy? Yes, <laughs> right? I mean, it's not like this isn't a, a new problem that, that Matt LaFleur had. Matt LaFleur has won no less than 12 games. With a, with a, well, I know he's got a great quarterback, but how many great quarterbacks do we know in the history of the NFL that, is, that, is, that has Aaron Rodgers' capability but that has, 
has won less than 12 games. <laughs> so, sure. yeah. I mean, but that's my yeah. sentiment. And, we're, and, yeah, congratulations to Burrow. And maybe we'll do a quick question on him about where, how far he could go. We could do an extended quick question because there's not a whole lot of quick questions today. Uh, I'm just out of, I mean, I, I did. Don't get me wrong, I did my homework today, but man, I, I am out of. This weekend left me with no questions to ask. <laughs> you know, I'm just all out of love. Guys, we're gonna revisit football in a minute, but let's go to mixed martial arts. We go to the UFC. Oh man. I'm just skip. I just have a whole bunch of paperwork on the bills. I ain't don't want to do that right now. All right. <laughs> Once again, I know I, I keep saying this all the time, but the UFC delivered, right? UFC 270, which was filled with light with lightning in a bottle, electro lightning in a bottle, electrifying knockout rounds. With, with um, it furnished slick submissions. You know the spectacular one rounds of round of the year candidates. Uh, um, Frivola, how about that guy from Huntington, New York? You like that? Right, I like right. that. Um, once again, it turned out. It's but it, once again, it turned out the best matches weren't the finishes; they were the decisions. And, and here we go, featuring the best from the lightest uh, weight division and from the heaviest weight division. So, with that being said, Rob, what surprised you more? Was it the judge's decision for Figure, uh, to give to, uh, for Figueiredo, or it was it the way Francis and Ganu retained his title? Yeah, and I was actually going to ask this question too to to so, us uh, uh -huh. before. You know, what, it could be exciting, it could be not exciting. I thought the the Gan and and uh, the Ganu fight was incredibly exciting. Um, <clears throat> I thought that was definitely the better fight. Um, and Davidson Figueroa and, and Moreno, they have this, this mental game going on between each other. And, you know, I like it. I don't like it. You know, I'm that's, glad it's well, that's still my fight of the night. The <laughs> of yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I definitely think they, they fight well, but they also almost get into each other's heads where um, they just, you know, keep performing, you know, keep, keep, keep evolving your game. And just because you are the champion or you are defending against the same person, you know, keep evolving as a player. And I mean this too, or as a fighter, I mean this to Davidson Figueroa because, you know, he was very uh, without a game plan in his last fight against Moreno. And, and actually in most of his fights, he was without a game plan. He just kind of was that much better than everybody else, even in the championship fights. Uh, but now, you know, you have somebody that, you know, Brandon Moreno still didn't knock him out, you know, but it went to, you know, it went as far as it can go, you know, without him, him, you know, finishing the guy, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. That's try. just impossible to, to knock down a Mexicano, right? Um, or yeah, knock out a Mexicano. Yeah. So, so with that being said, what, what was, what was more exciting? Uh, what was more, um, the question is, what surprised you more? Was it the way uh, Zingano, uh, Francis Zingano used wrestling like the last three rounds? Because do we both agree he was down 0-2? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Just because it wasn't like, you know, the, the stuff that he, you know, like we were saying, like I was saying before about, you know, there's, there's only one way for Francis to really win this, as we thought before the fight, <laughs> which was, you know, power power fights. But when you got 20 extra pounds on somebody like, you know, Blachowicz versus uh, Adesanya, you know, why not use that against your, you know, against your opponent? So it's a smart, smart coaching move, honestly. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just think it's playing to the game plan and, you know, they did a great job. I but, uh, yeah, yeah. It, it was definitely more surprising. I think I could have told you exactly what happened in the, in the big roller fight. 
I mean, in the uh, uh, yeah, the Figueroa and, and Moreno fight, you just didn't know who's gonna win. You know, right. it was gonna be a stand up. It wasn't gonna be a ground game. And you know, they're both gonna land their shots, and and someone's gonna be better than the other person that day. But uh, yeah, Gan and, and Engano, you know, it was kind of a toss up, and it was even more of a toss up. You know, it was even more of a, <clears throat> you know, an interesting fight uh, than we saw. You know, than we thought. Yeah. Well, I think for my part. Uh, it's kind of an unfair question, right? What surprised you more about the, was it the decision? Because you watch, the difference between those two fights is you can watch five rounds of Davis and, Fig, Davis and Figueredo and Moreno and for four of those five rounds, ask yourself who won the round. You, know, you don't know, right? Uh, um, but with Gan, uh, uh, Cyril Gan and Francis Ngano, you it was a pretty much straight up, Gan won the first two and, 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 and Ngano won the last three. Um, so as far as what's surprising is unfair because if you were sure Figueredo won and he lost, you're surprised. I, I, I've had, I had Moreno. I had Moreno rounds two, three, and four. Uh, I thought Figueredo dropped him the third round, but that was the end of the third round and a, and a, and a fight that Moreno was winning. But since certain, 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 certain judges have this boxing mentality, oh, knockdown, that's it. You know, let's run around a ring, celebrate. We won, you know, and, and there was a little bit of that going on, but but and that was going on unanimously too. So, uh, not a whole lot to be done with that. With that, and, and neither one of us have a problem with the part four. So, so, but what surprised me, only because I've never seen it before, Rob, was Francis Ngannou winning the, in the in the way he did. Because, like you just said. And we only thought there was really one or two ways you can win, you know, top position grunt, uh, pounding or knock or knock you off your feet while he's on his feet. And then enter this fight. Kamaru Usman in his corner gives him a wink. One of the best wrestlers, right? Uh, and um, mixed martial arts, certainly the best wrestler in his division, right? There's no, there's no one better than him except for maybe Kobe Covington. That's one in 1A. And here you have Francis Ngannou, who now has a bigger toolbox. So now you're not worried about slick jiu-jitsu guys because he's long-limbed. He's gonna, he, he can rip and slip out of those, but even though that leg lock made me nervous. I thought he's gonna try to jump out like Brock and land on his on his butt and have to tap. Because remember, remember, do you go back that far, Frank Mir? Mm-hmm. When Brock, mm-hmm. Brock felt it and he tried to like jump out of it and couldn't. Um, so I thought we were gonna see a little deja vu thing there, but man, what a match. What a match! Fight of the night was still was still, uh, and uh, Davison Figueredo and um, and my guy Brandon Moreno. Um, Joe Rogan had this nice little caveat. He says the crowd appropriately chanting "Let's go, Brandon," <laughs> because the guy's the guy's name is Brandon. So, so before we move out of the UFC, uh, uh, M- M- UFC or UFC one seventy, um, I mentioned one of the um. The undercards. Frivola, the guy from Huntington, New York. Mm-hmm. Man, mm-hmm. that was a match. How about that? How, how what, what stuck out with you? Michael Morales? It was his it was his debut, I think, in yes. uh, Trevin Giles. He man, looked that's, good. Yeah, no, he looked good. Nobody's doing you no favor giving you Trevin Giles for your debut. <laughs> no. Nah. But he looked good, yep. And then uh I saw the another fight I watched pretty exclusively was uh Barcelona. And uh <clears throat> I can't remember his name, but it was a great fight. You know, there's a lot of really good fights in the undercard. You know, a lot of them. Nice. Cool. I was happy to hear him. 
Um, me, too, me too. Saeed Nagamedov, slick submission on Cody Stamen. Um, Michelle Pereira, not a lot. I mean, he did a little, he had a little showboat in him, but it wasn't like. I can't say like that he, guy. Yeah. But he looked like he calmed he down a little so bit. So much talent. I know. Good. I mean, but I would even rather him go even crazier. Just be, just look for the knockout, you know? I think right. he's so flashy in the fact that he's just trying to touch somebody, but he takes too long between, you know, his shots, you know, pretty much. Like, he, he doesn't put things together. He just keeps throwing things. It's like, at least have a game plan. Like, I know I'm trying to kick overhead, so if, he, if I kick overhead, I'm going to go with, like, an uppercut or I'm going to come across with, a you know, a, a hook or, you know, just have, like, a plan. But I think he's just, like, he just sees and throws and, like, runs off the cage and throws a knee and just, like, just absolute chaos so yeah it is again that's a, a way but i don't think that's the most successful way of you know breaking down a defensive or offensive fighter you know yeah yeah so, so that's where i feel like he gets stuck yeah man and we got one two weeks from now and we could explore that next uh two weeks and then the week after um we have um the rematch between israel adesanya and robert whitaker uh, so um i Hopefully think that's different I think it's definitely going to be different. It's definitely going to be different. I don't. I'm, I don't see Robert Whitaker getting schooled the same way twice like that. I just don't. On the other hand, I just don't see what he's going to do different that's going to actually get him his belt back. So, but but again, that's a two B continued. We we could talk about that. Um, we you... can, but it's going to be. I think it's just going to be. Can Robert Whitaker force a takedown? <clears throat> I don't think he's big enough for that because Blachowicz was barely big enough for it. Mm -hmm. to be honest like he was a big dude and he barely kind of got the guy down you know mm -hmm. once he got him down he stuck him down but you know Adesanya is tough to get down so at that weight limit you know at that weight class I think it's gonna be hard and I just hope he's not gearing up for if I get him on the ground I'm gonna do this to win I, I hope he, he understands if I don't take him down I gotta fight a whole different fight you know so not I just hope that. he's on that level 100% yep Cool, man. Well, that, that closes the door on MMA. Um, again, great pay-per-view. Dana, I don't know why you're charging people all this money, but I want if we're doing it for the pay-per-view, let's make sure we see it on the fighters' checks. Okay, how about that? You know, And I know I'm, I'm bumming on Dana right now, but I know he's really good with discretionary pay. So that's why he's like, it's not, it's not everybody's business, and there's a reason why. So um, I'm, I'm going after him, and at the same time defending him. I'm a big Dana White defender. But that's also why a lot of yeah. people say they, that he plays favorites. Yeah, you know, and, and because it's like discretionary pay, you could be paying somebody, you know, five hundred k on the side, and yeah. you'll be paying somebody in the real fighter pay is couples and bits. You know, it's true. Yeah, so it's like doing that Vince, doing that Vince McMahon shit. That. <laughs> but again, you know, he's got to deal with a lot of things like getting fighters to agree to fights, like doing him favors because he does his, you know, them favors. So I think it all works, and in, in, uh, you know, together it's just. Mm -hmm. uh again it's not really people's business how business is made yeah. unless you're trying to be involved in all the business yep yeah good mic drop there bro um all right so let's go we don't have a pick six anymore right now we're just a pick two man we got the afc championship game and we have the nfc championship game and let's start with the first one we have the Bengals. talk about cinderella huh Talk about two mm -hmm. Cinderellas. We got the Bengals and Chiefs, and we have the Niners at Rams. So, uh, I guess the real question is: Does Cinderella get to go to the dance and meet the prince, or has, or this weekend will midnight strike? 
And will that glass slipper look like an old cleat again? All right. And will that that tour bus look like a big old pumpkin? Let's start with you. We got Bengals. I mean, I say for honestly, I think for all four teams, like I don't think anybody would see the 49ers in the you know the championship game. No. I, I, the Chiefs were, you know, dead in like week twelve, you know, or oh, no. week ten. Yep. And then uh, you know, Cincinnati. Seven, you know, yeah. It's just is is definitely a dark horse. Um, and the Rams and, and were the, like surprised the they're even hosting. <laughs> they were like, dude, yeah, we were the I mean, three seed. <laughs> How the hell they, are we hosting? Sure, but I mean, they they like it, there was a lot of pressure on them in the early season to mm-hmm. to get to the Super Bowl. They went seven and zero. Then they had the big losing, uh, you know, slide. Uh, they had their three, you know, two three games or three out of four. Um, and then they came back and they won again. So it's just been an up and down season for LA too. Um, so I think everybody's just trying to peak at the right time, you know. And I think the 49ers are are honestly peaking at the right time, doing everything correctly, playing tight tight football, um, great defense. That's going to be a fantastic game. Um, I, I honestly, I don't know. I think I would I would pick the 49ers, you know, because I'm sure there's money there. But, uh, you know, the Rams look dangerous, man. Uh, and they got Cam Akers back. So I'm going to probably yeah. go with the Rams. Uh, there's a lot of things going into this game. Uh, um, All right, let's do it now. Host. Let's start first. Niners and Rams. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, I think, you you going with Rams? The Rams. Yeah. I think the Rams are going to win this one. There's a lot behind it, a lot of people ready. And they're hosting in a Super Bowl-ready stadium. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. I, I like the Rams because the one the none of these moments seem too big for them anymore. I mean, what you still have a, a large core of those players that went to the Super Bowl previously with Jared Goff, no less. Okay, so now you have a situation that SoFi is the host, right? And and you're that's that happens to be your home stadium, and you get a chance to play a team that has has been that brings new meaning to the to the word problematic, right? The Niners beat them the last time, um, and then I believe the Niners beat them to get in. Uh, to make it to the playoffs so I think it's very poetic that all of this comes full circle that the Niners it's almost like beating a champion right like the division champion and, and in boxing like when you beat someone who's like a, a, a defining champion Rob you always know you got to beat him twice right mm-hmm. like if someone beats John Jones right let's say someone beats John Jones you know you got to beat him twice or Anderson Silva you notice that there's an automatic rematch happening so very, very fitting in a poetic way. That's 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 the real winners are, are just the spectators and basically everyone in all of sports because it's so relatable. So I go with that being said, that took a long time. About time I answered the question, right? Got to go Rams too. Right now we're we're five and five. You were you were three and one last year last week. I was zero and four. Get that one week before I was five and one. You were four and two. So now we're even at five five up. So. I got to go with you on this one. So I don't think either one of us are going to budge. I don't think we're going to have a true winner this weekend if we pick the same teams, but we still got the Super Bowl to worry about too. So right now I'll go with the Rams. I just think the Rams are better at the quarterback position. I think the Rams are better at their discipline. Um, Turning the ball over, I call it a wash for two teams that have an emphasis on not turning the ball over. But I feel like everything from the top to bottom, from the quarterback all the way to the coaches, is like one and one A. It's big brother, little brother. I pick big brother. I pick the Rams. All right, second one. Bengals visit the Kansas City Chiefs. Is there a bigger story 
than than Mr. Burrow. Is there a bigger uh, a bigger feel good story as far as an individual player is concerned than than Joe Burrow? This guy out of LSU uh, got hurt last year, but he was balling right before he got hurt. He's sixty five percent completion percentage or some some crazy stat like that for yes, a rookie. He was. And you see it in his eyes. They're like, you 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 walk by Joe Burrow in the coffee shop. What are you gonna What are you up to today? What are you gonna do? I'm gonna win. That's it. No frills, right? No, no. How we're gonna do this? We're gonna do that? No, no, no. All that stuff. He's a man's man. Um, you know, good looking guy. I think an Ohio product too, man. So he set the stage for himself. He's the guy you want your daughter to date, but you don't want your son to fight. And and um. But there is another realm of star, rising star to superstardom. And right now, Mahomes is hitting his stride. Like you said, they struggled until week 10. And from week 10, if you got to go all the way back to week 10, that is a problem. This man managed to overcome insurmountable odds at the, at the last minute. And he showed everybody he can win shootouts. Now, the question is, can they win a control game? Can they win a discipline game? Absolutely. And that's why I'm picking the Chiefs. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I think that the Bengals have every opportunity uh, because their offense is just super explosive. And uh, the, the, the Chiefs have been playing really good defense recently. A lot of good turnover, especially in the late game. So if it's close, you know, I'm definitely looking, you know, the Chiefs are definitely looking like a better team still even. Um, so I, I definitely don't think it's a, 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 a big it would be it would be huge if they won this game, but uh, I definitely don't see them um, coming out and scoring 40, 40 plus points, um, which is what they're going to need to do with what their defense presents against Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill. I mean, the Chiefs are going to have a field day on on, uh, <clears throat> on the secondary of uh, the Bengals, and so you know it's possible, but I think it's going to be a shootout and. Uh, if, if the Bengals are able to, you know, find their way to score points, it's possible. Uh, but, yeah, I definitely think the Chiefs are just not even Patrick Mahomes, but everybody. You know, I think the defense have been playing better every week. Um, and that's, again, from week 10. They've been playing better every week. So, right now, they're just playing at an all-star level. And, yeah, they might not be the best, the most talented defense. That Tyron Matthews out now. But, you know, they do bend a lot, a lot of bend, not break. But, uh, again... Josh Allen, you know, Phil Burrow, uh, Phil hey, Burrow, Joe, <laughs> Joe Burrow. Um, you have uh, a lot of easy opportunities to uh, score on, on, on the secondary. I mean, they, they do give up points. So it could be a shootout. I really do believe it is. But I just don't think the entire team has the experience yet for this type of moment. Um, when Patrick Mahomes and, and them, uh, you know, see this as another game to a, a Super Bowl. So uh, I really think that the Chiefs are going to come through and, and stomp them a little bit. But, hey, Cincinnati, I think it's been a fantastic run, and uh, they're only going to go up from here because they don't have pieces in, the, in, in place, and they're still maximizing their talent. They made a fantastic choice, which everybody was wrong about, with uh, Jamar Chase and uh, over, over – uh, uh, and um, you know they're making everybody eat their words and they're going to come in next year in the draft and, and uh, make this team a former Super Bowl contender but uh, not this year yeah I, I and 
it's going to be impressive every year because if you consider that division, right, where Pittsburgh um, is always well coached, the Ravens are always well coached, Lamar Jackson, right, you got the Cleveland Browns. Um, being first in that league is, is, is highly meaningful. And also, I also think it hardens you for the playoffs, hardens you up, very much like the Niners and Rams, right? You got Seattle, you got Arizona, you got, uh, um, right, you got a team, you got four teams where like not everybody's going to make it, man. They're, just, they're definitely, definitely going to toughen up the people who do. Or if not, take a pound of flesh. <laughs> All right, brother. All right, so that's um, our pick two. Right now, we're we're tied at five and five, and we're going to remain that until the Super Bowl. Maybe, uh, and we're going to. I mean, look, we, one of us is going to have to go one way next next week or the next two weeks. All right, but until then, we got something else coming. It's my favorite topic, ladies and gentlemen. I call it to shame or not to shame. 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 Okay, let's start my clock. And there it is, Robbie. So, Rob, to shame or not to shame? We go back to the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills are up by three points with 13 seconds left. Kansas City manages to go 50 yards in 10 seconds, leaving three seconds to kick the game-tying field goal. Is that shame on the Buffalo Bills or was or no shame because Kansas City and Mahomes were just being Mahomes? Um, I honestly do believe it's a bit of both. Uh, I think just like how bad the Cowboys did, you know, Kansas City – and especially when you speed things up that fast, it's hard to set your plays up. So if you move at a fast pace, especially at the end of the games, you see it's very successful. Um, and that's why they try to quicken pace a lot in the game. But, um, yeah, I mean, I definitely expected the Buffalo Bills to at least defend one play. You know, that is what you need. You need one defensive pass, one knockdown, one, one pressure. Because, I mean, they got 15, 20 yards on each play. That means there was – at least two to three seconds in the pocket where anyone making move around, you know, the, the pass might be a little off. You get to defend a play. I mean, yeah, it was uh, maybe a little bit, not lack of effort, but lack of concentration um, and, and, and also great execution. Yeah, Rob, I got to go. All right. For me. And I have a question. Sorry, I took I, the full. No, full no, minutes. that's, that's us. That's what the minutes for. Rob, I gotta go. Um, like I said, there's a little, a little bit of both, but I mean, because it's the topic to shame or no shame, I gotta go shame a little bit. Not on the squib kick, which I want to actually explore with you a little bit after my 60 seconds is up. But shame in the sense that 13 seconds, you have to go cover. You, uh, you have to either just go full prevent, or you gotta go all out blitz so they don't beat you deep. So. I, in fact, I would rather just have two defenders because you know they're going to go short. I'd rather have two, not two defenders. I mean two people on, on the line. So what? If, if Mahomes wants to break one, let him. <laughs> He's, you know, he only if he breaks one to run, he only has enough time to kick a field goal or go for a Hail Mary. Instead, these guys have what? They, used, they, 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 had enough, they made enough time and they managed for two plays. And... And I'm only mixed because Kansas City was they, – they intelligently thought this out. You had linemen screaming timeout as soon as Kelsey caught the pass. 
you had linemen, not not the coach, not just Mahomes, not not Kelsey. Everybody knew the gravity of the situation, and they maximized their potential for for ten seconds. So, so you got to give it to them because if Buffalo gives you that opportunity, you still have to hit it, right? You still got to make that throw. Kelsey, Kelsey was actually the original play was for him to cut out. He ended up cutting in. Uh, um, but you still got to make those catches. You still got to intelligently get your behind down to give yourself enough time to kick a field goal. But I guess the follow-up question is, uh, were you okay with kicking off instead of a squib kick? Um, yeah, I mean, it's hard to say, but I think, you know, making them go back as far as possible. And again, all you have to do is defend one play. Yeah. You know, it's Harrison Butker. If he's kicking a 60 plus yard field goal and making it, you know, that's that's okay. But if he's getting into field goal range, that's on your defense. Yeah. Um, But again, great execution, poor concentration on the other side. uh, It's always a little mix of both. Right. Yeah, and for me, I would have gone regular kickoff too because because of uh, if you anyone watched anyone who's watched the whole game like we did multiple times knows that they didn't look particularly Buffalo didn't look particularly good on special teams. They were, uh, Kansas City was looked like they had potential on one, in one instance that they, they had right they had a chunk of yardage. I think Matt Hawk had to make the tackle. You know the puncher that didn't even have that didn't even have to punt. <laughs> Man, he was our MVP. He was my MVP for both games. <laughs> one for, yeah. for one for staying in a hotel, and and this week for um, uh, making that a very important tackle. So I'm not script kicking either because Kansas City, their playmakers were uh, getting these chunks of yards. Uh, but then there's another argument, like if they decide to pick up, they burn all the time that it is for you to run a play. I mean, Kansas City had all three timeouts, but three timeouts don't mean shit if you only have four seconds, right? If you only have four seconds on the clock. So um, I'm mixed, but because of how the mood of the game goes, you kick it as far back as you can. You know, I mean, I mean, after all, what are you going to do? Go 50 yards in 10 seconds? Pfft. Maybe. <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> yeah i know it's tough no but that's exactly what he went yeah i'm like i'm like what's the worst thing that can go wrong just kick deep you think like this guy's gonna go 50 yards in 10 seconds come on <sighs> all right yeah <laughs> yeah that's the shame that's the shame or not to shame bobby mcgee we go to your topic your favorite topic we call it quick question Rob, quick question. First of all, Ty- Terry Kill looked like Forrest Gump when he caught that slant. Remember, remember Forrest Gump, like when he's playing for Alabama and they're like run for us, run, and like you only see him blast blind. I mean, oh yeah, oof, my God. Oh, but um, lastly, the first that was the first postseason game where opposing quarterbacks threw for three hundred yards and and um, three touchdowns. That was the first first time in history. Also, it was the first time someone caught four touchdown receptions. I know Gabriel Davis. Where did he come from? Yeah, man, he was there. I mean, for the Bills fans, he was there the whole time. He just, you know, didn't. I didn't know Diggs would be playing decoy for him, but but then again, it is what it is. Okay, quick question, Rob: Who walks away from the NFL first, Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers? 
Oh, uh, yeah, definitely Tom Brady. I think I'm going to Aaron Rodgers. I think Aaron Rodgers wants to retire a Packer. I, don't, I think he, he he wants to remember other things about his legacy. Um, quick question. The Titans going for a two-point conversion after tying the game 6-6. Good idea or bad idea? No, terrible idea. This is just like the same thing as just trying to like hammer in the mentality of we're just going to smash him, hit him in the mouth. Like, dude, just get the points. Outsmarting yeah, yourself. Exactly, exactly. Good lord, I agree with you. Quick question. Uh Cincinnati this week. Is it high stakes or playing with house money? Playing with house money. I mean, <laughs> anything they do. Sorry. Anything they do this week is a positive. You know, they win, it's positive. They lose a close game, it's a huge positive. They lose a huge playoff loss. It's still a positive because they're gonna not have to do it again. It's just that's that's it's all good. It's, it's all good this week for them. All right, cool. Quick question: Did the Bucks lose because they were missing Antonio Brown and Godwin? No, they lost because they were missing Tri- Tri- uh, Tristan Worse. If they had yeah, Worse, I honestly believe they would have won this game. Uh, yeah. The right guard, yes, left tackle. Is it left tackle? Well, he he, he came in as a guard because look, we wow, we go way back. Remember, we were showing videos of the um. Tristan Worst doing the 40, oh, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Big old. Remember I told you there's nothing scarier than a big a big guy that can catch you? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, he, he's a, he's a mauler for sure. But, but uh, yeah, he's been fantastic, and he went out last week, so I, I thought that was pretty much the end of it, uh, yeah. even though they did get Fournette back. But, I never thought yeah, I of it, it that way. That guy. I never thought of it that it way, but more. all of a sudden I find myself agreeing with you because uh, consider this. Brady had Godwin and Antonio Brown against the Rams in, in the regular season, and they lost. So, right. so uh, I, I, and you and me, we ain't down with that excuse business. You know, I mean, you know, this is the playoffs. We ain't got time for that. Got to go, got to go. Either you're good enough or you're not, right? I mean, that's that elite athlete mentality. And, and, and I know the media likes to have fun with that, but you're not going to hear anyone, maybe except Antonio Brown, say some crazy stuff like that. Um, but because this is media, right? We gotta we gotta ask the question that's that's constantly being asked, and and I'm glad you and me co-sign on that. All right, that's the end of the quick question. Tell you that's a, a big one. But before we go, my favorite quote this weekend. Big up to Andy Reid. Andy Reid was asked what he told his quarterback when Josh Allen scored with 13, 13 seconds left. Andy Reid said. If it if the situation's grim, then be the grim reaper. That's gangster. That is awesome. There's and I look, we as coaches and players, there's nothing in the world that when a coach comes up to you and, and basically what he said is code for, son, you're the man. That's it. <laughs> when times are grim be the grim reaper rob (laughs) well dude that's all we got man that's all we got uh rob is there anything you'd like to say to our general population before we leave this episode of sports debate tuesday just stay happy stay healthy yo stay happy stay healthy says rob keep it mclean mclean 
And I'm going to say the same thing. I'm Jason DeBeas. This is Sports Debate Tuesday. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Stay with me uh, next week. Until next week. Again, that is Rob. I got to slow it down. Keep it. McLean. McLean. We're out. We love you guys. Come check out the Option Podcast on OptionDB.com. It's also available on iTunes and Spotify and on YouTube under the NY Varsity Sports Angel. You're going to love what you hear.